This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is the first episode since World War Three on 11-11. Oh my god. <laughs> Just kidding. Lucien Pian was wrong. Um, the end of the world has not happened, but in some I ways he was right. I bought all of that bleach for nothing. All that bleach. I guess I better have a tie-dye party. <laughs> <laughs> you know that like really pretty tie-dye where you use bleach on blue. Yeah, I'm familiar. Um, so before we get started into the episode, uh, let's just not make this part of the episode proper, but we can intro with it. We can talk about People Magazine and what's happening to the tabloids now that Donald Trump is our president. One thing that's happening is he was on the cover of People because he is the president-elect, but people are particularly annoyed about this because people posted, published a story by one of their writers who said that Donald Trump assaulted her. um, And she wrote about it in People, and then here they are, what, two weeks later? Putting a triumphant Trump on the cover. Which is crazy because the cover came out so close after he won. Like they mocked it up almost like yeah. immediately to release it as this triumphant thing. But the first um, thing that came out that really pissed people off was that tweet that was like 22 pictures of like Ivanka Trump's like adorable children. And everyone right. was like, fuck yourself. They're already attempting to, you know, normalize these people as though um, they're just like, it's fine that it's fine that they're the first family now. Oh, look at look at Melania's like, like slay new first lady, slay your looks. <laughs> as Anne Helen Peterson wrote in BuzzFeed late last week um, in a response to this, like they're just pandering to their base of what does she call them? The minivan majority, um, which, you know, is definitely what they're doing, but it's still just a little disarming and disconcerting to see it happen so quickly to go from condemning this man. They're all kind of shifting their tone to be like, we're neutral. Like we, like we always like did both. But I think the most alarming thing about people specifically and why many actual people were mad was because of the sexual assault thing. And they made such a big deal about having this very, very crucial scoop and how, you know, you know, like just Cagle, who runs People, was like, this is like journalism and like we're, you know, fighting whatever. Like they just made a huge deal about having that information. Yeah. And, and just like Cagle specifically is often criticized for being in every celebrity's pocket he just wants fluffy shit he just wants access to celebrities he doesn't want to ever ruffle any feathers and here they were ruffling feathers and he was very proud of it and now he's backpedaling yeah and so a lot of celebrities not a lot but like a good amount of celebrities have been like fuck you people and like ban people and all this stuff which i think is good because that's actually no matter what we say about people the number one thing that'll make jess cagle mad is if actual celebrities that he wants to suck up to don't be a part of his magazine so exactly that like movement even though it's like kind of funny and vapid is actually like what might work slash could actually yeah it could scare him yeah Um, meanwhile you've got who teresa giudici who is living for donald trump oh my um, god just very excited and she says you know congrats donald trump on your victory i am praying that you do a good job and help all americans live a better and safe life as well as being really excited about melania's white house fashions she says well you know what's gonna happen is like 
kind of the worst tier of celebrity and and not even the just the worst tier, probably like A-list people too, but starting from the bottom or going to start <laughs> kind of, again, normalizing, supporting, saying, hey, I mean, I'm apolitical, but I support our president. I love America. Like that's going to be your that's going to be like what a lot of people are doing. So it's funny that it's her because I don't think she came out for any candidate before. Like she's only interested in her husband being in jail and like all this stuff <laughs> yeah, that I she's mean, she dealing probably, with. Let's be honest. She probably didn't vote. Um, right. I mean, she, right. Exactly. But so also, like, it's funny that now like she's like, oh, like, let's all be peaceful. And I'm so excited for Melania's fashion. Like, yeah. And I think, you know, ugh. and I think that's going to be more prevalent, too, because it's a it's an easy way out. You can talk about politics and not talk about Trump at all. You're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, step on the toes of people who who hate or like Trump. I'm just going to talk about Melania. I'm just going to be like, slay queen, your 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 <sighs> ruffles. Yes. I think that's going to be a direction people are going to take as well. Right. Like the well, thirsty celebrities. Well, it's already started. I mean, it's already like a lot of kind of people have been have been like, oh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. We have to all come together and be peaceful and hope for the best and hope that he's mm-hmm. good or what something. So that's like the top line response or whatever. Mm-hmm. The like non-offensive response all the way down to like actual who liberties coming out. Because these are the only people that like would support Donald Trump and be like yeah go go king like here he is <laughs> my president america you know like the Teresa yeah. guiches of the world right. it's gonna be interesting to see the shift over because so like she had so many celebrities on her side and he had like ted nugent and everyone mm-hmm. was like lol scott bayo. For you. yeah but now you know scott bayo is like told you so you're like so you're still irrelevant charles is no longer in charge let's start the episode Lindsay. Hi. What is going on with Mike Shea and Shayna Marie? Okay, it's Sheena. Sheena. So <laughs> I know I already talked about Vanderbilt rules in full. Vanderpump. Like I already Oh, I already... Like, Bravo I wishes it was Vanderbilt <laughs> rules. I don't know why. I, that's such a weird, like, Freudian slip. <laughs> okay. I was... Because we were talking about the president, so I was like, ooh, presidential. Um, Okay. Vanderbilt um, was never president. I know, but like, it just... <laughs> I know, but it just... Shut up. It felt more, like, substantial. Like, Vanderpump is like the... is like the stripper version of Vanderbilt. <laughs> God. You know? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so we talked about Vanderpump Rules already because it premiered, and boy, did it premiere! Do you even did you even watch? You didn't watch it, of course. No. You don't watch it. No, the first episode is like the one of the conflicts of the episode is the main guy, this guy Jax, his girlfriend. He walks in on his girlfriend getting head from a girl that he cheated on his last girlfriend with. <laughs> And then he spends the whole episode being like, I saw you getting head from from her. And she and his girlfriend, his poor girlfriend's like, no, you didn't. That never happened. He's like, I saw it. And he keeps telling everyone. Wait, Anyways. is it on? Is it on film? Like, do you? No, of course it? not. Of course not. <laughs> he but just claims that he walked in on it. He's like, I saw her like munching box. Like she keeps on using different euphemisms. He keeps running out of different ways to say it. And he keeps telling them, he's like, you guys had a lot of fun. But he's like mad about it and happy about it. You can't really tell because he's like. He's like, ooh, sexy. 
Yeah, but then he's all like his his brain can't handle <laughs> the fact that he's being cheated on and it's hot. Like it's like <laughs> in his ears, like smoke comes out of his ears. Anyways, <laughs> it's really good. I mean, what can That's I say? That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Okay, so but my favorite, favorite, favorite thing, which like I should have brought up last time, but this picture just like puts me in a coma. Um, it, one of the Vanderpump Rules women, her name is Sheena Marie, got married to this uh, drug addict slash he was like recovering when see, she or he she married him when he had some pill issues. Then he came out and said, I'm going to rehab, blah, blah. Okay. His name is Mike Shea. Anyways, before the show started, there's a lot of rumors that Mike Shea was just straight up missing. Like he didn't come go to any parties. He like mm-hmm. hadn't posted any social media, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Well, right before, before the premiere... He posted a picture of himself that literally kills me because. <laughs> Is this the one of him reading the LA Times? Yes. So, you know, when you like are kidnapped and they want to prove that you're alive in a movie, like it's the most stereotypical thing. Like it happened in Scandal. It happens in every movie. You post a picture of yourself with a newspaper to like prove the date. God. Like this is an official thing. This is not like, you know, it's just like it's hilarious. So. He posted a picture on his Instagram, which, like, I don't even know. No one follows. And it's a picture of him, like, reading the newspaper, (laughs) the L.A. Times. And it says, I'm not missing. I am sober. I'm happy. Don't believe anything you read. I love my wife and will always love my wife. Whatever is going on between us will stay between us. I love my family and my family loves me. And a lot of things have been said out of said out is protection and anger but okay and then it just basically this was this could not be less of a convincing i'm not missing picture if if this guy were my friend and he hadn't posted in like six months and then he posted this i'd be like oh no it's worse than i thought call the police (laughs) like this looks like it was written by like an i'm not missing robot like they were like okay get the newspaper put the newspaper in his hands and then the caption is like not even english like it's just it's it goes crazy also it's supposedly he cleared he cleaned out his girlfriend's his wife's uh bank account so no basically this instagram only says yes he's still missing Yes, he's not sober, and he definitely stole all of her money. <laughs> really quick, really quick update. Uh, really quick, because I cannot. I we cannot spend more than thirty. I always say this. God, this isn't. This just is just now. A trope it's longer than it's already longer um, than it needs to be. Guys, listen, listen. Callum McSwiggin, Callum McSwiggin has pled guilty to falsely claiming that he was beaten by two men um, in what was a hate crime. Turns out he did it all himself. He admitted it. He's getting three years felony probation. He's getting 52 mandated anger management counseling sessions. And he has to pay $7,000 for lying. If you forgot who this is, I understand. But you may not have forgotten the photo. So he beat himself up? He beat himself up. How do you do that? Like, that's not like liar, liar or something. I don't get... People at the time, people claimed that he hit himself with a payphone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, or the phone inside the jail. Anyway, if you forgot who this guy is, he's the British YouTuber who claimed that this thing happened. He's a liar. I was furious at him. I'm even more furious now because he's back in the news. Um, but he was in the really iconic, Barely. I hate to say, iconic Instagram that was a selfie of him looking really pathetic in a hospital with a bandage but on his head. But also sexy. He's working his pity, but he's working his angles. And he's like, oh, guys, like, oh, this is, uh, it's it's me being attacked, which is just so rude, especially. It's so in, bad. 
in this post-Trump world where, you know, like, hate crimes are actually going up and he's taking advantage of these things. Oh, it's my God. Awful. And he still has the Instagram up. Yep. Oh, and he still has it up. It's awful. He lied. It's sickening. So let's move on. Lindsay. You did that who, fast. Good job. Lindsay. Oh, thank you. Yes. Okay. Lindsay. Yes. Who is Dream Renee Kardashian? Uh, welcome to the world, Dream Renee Kardashian. Um, if you took if you were able to to pay attention to one other thing this week one other thing aside from the end of the society aside from the worst thing there was a little spark of hope or terror depending on how you view this um black china and robert kardashian gave birth via c-section to their dream dream kardashian (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, and the there were lots of like little funny things about this. I mean, aside from the fact that like it happened the day after the election, right? Mm-hmm. One was a little spark of light in the week was that Black China did a uh, or orchestrated because I assume it was her <laughs> and no one else orchestrated an in hospital in bed birth themed mannequin challenge, <laughs> which. I mean, not going to lie, I needed it. I needed it. We needed a good one because I loved I loved Hillary Clinton's mannequin challenge. I feel like she got a little <laughs> shit for it, but I thought it was really it was clever. Great. It was yes. good. Um, and when she lost, it kind of soured me to mannequin challenges. I was like, oh, that's so sad now. And then here Now it was, exists. We have to watch it. It has to exist in perpetuity. Now we have a good one again. Can you just like quickly, just in case somebody is rightfully out of the loop, what is the mannequin challenge, Bob? Mannequin challenge is a uh, an internet meme, video-based internet meme created by who else? American teens, because they do everything. Mm-hmm. One person holds a camera up and, and pans, circles around, however you want to do it room of people who are standing still as though they are mannequins it's a, it's kind of all about the way that the camera moves too like to make it cool because it's not yeah. just like i mean in a picture everyone's frozen Go in now but it's yeah, like now. yeah it kind of zooms around so and it reveals people so like whoever filmed the mannequin challenge for black china like did a good job because it like it was like everyone was doing a funny thing anyways. It's like it's like bullet time in the Matrix, but instead of being yeah. instead of catching like an act of violence midair, you're catching like a moment of like gleeful absurdity. Good reference. And she did the, a great one. Another funny thing about Dream Renee Kardashian is that literally like five minutes after Dream Renee Kardashian was born, she had both a Twitter and an Instagram. Props yeah. to Renee, Dream Renee Kardashian for um getting the uh, instagram.com slash dream yeah that's who, amazing like, who sold their uh instagram handle to that the took some work too yeah um she already has more followers than you she has three hundred and ninety three thousand followers oh my god that's already just, that's, that's just another income stream too and there's only you know one photo of her just like breastfeeding and it, across all of the all of the accounts <laughs> she's already better than us at social damn it I love the Twitter account because it says Dream Kardashian as the bio. Account run by parents. It's like, yeah, we knew. No kidding. We knew. (laughs) What if it was like account not run by parents? And then it was like, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. You know, any distraction I'll take. So that was just one of the many distractions of this week. Came in the form of a brand new baby. 
it's funny how we like decided not to talk about Robin China, but then they just fell into such hoodum. Like they just they we thought the whole thing was just gonna rise above and it just stayed stayed down where we like it, which is Yep, it did. In the who territory. Um, I still don't really like them and I still think they're gonna break up, but I like I like the concept of a new child in the world. Yeah, they still their they their relationship is still sort of depressing to me. It's so depressing. Look at you, Chris Jenner haircut. <laughs> so you're gonna have to tell me why I should care about Patrick Dempsey because I don't I as you know I don't watch the Shonda shows and I know you love Grey's. Um, I just thought there was so. I, I will say I do think it's always interesting when celebrity divorces end in reconciliation. That's rare. It's fascinating to me because, so Patrick Dempsey is an actor. He was most recently in Bridget Jones's Diary. Before that, he's he was most recently killed off Grey's Anatomy. He, yeah. You think he's a them? He's them. His wife is a who. His wife, Jill. His is wife a is a who, but Patrick Dempsey has been famous for so long. Yeah, like in Shonda, 80s teen movies. Shonda killed him, which was ruthless and genius. But right. I thought it was funny because if you watch Grey's, he kind of came back this week as like a ghost or a memory. So it's interesting that the same week that he kind of appeared back on the show um, is the is the week that he called off the divorce with his wife oh. who had divorced him um, for cheating on her with a Grey's Anatomy staff member, which is why Shonda was like, absolutely not. And I think gave him the ax because she's like, she doesn't give a shit. She right. doesn't need him. So I kind of loved that. Because, like, this all happened at the same time. Like, uh-huh. he called off the divorce. And also, when he filed for, or when they filed for divorce, she or he or whatever, it got him such bad press that I think he was like, oh, shit. And yeah. then kind of. So you, you know. think this is just all part of his, like, trying to rehabilitate his image and, you know, yeah. keep getting work? Yes, I okay. think so. I mean, it's so shameless. I mean, to to have an affair with somebody on staff of the show that you are then kicked off of, like, mm-hmm. and then making amends, like, clearly this misstep, he, like, was like, let's try it. And then it was like, mm, this is not working for me in my life, so you think, in my career. you think his appearance on Grey's this week was a sign or a suggestion that Shonda forgave him? Maybe. I don't know. That's, like, stretching it, but it's just funny that it all... Because when I was watching Grace this week, I was like, why? And then saw <laughs> this and was like, oh, you know? Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Because, like, I didn't... Yeah, I mean, I so the also the weird thing is, I don't think... It was this weird flashback episode where... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just... It, she had, a, like, a hallucination of him. Meredith? Like, yes. Oh, okay. Thank you for... Yeah. She had a hallucination. I watched and, for a little bit. And everyone on Twitter was like, no, not McDreamy, he's back. No, no, like, don't do it to us. Which I think is funny because, like, it is torture <laughs> to see it to, like, uh-huh. have to deal. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was weird. And also the the episode had, the title of the episode was a Hamilton reference. So that was oh, fun yeah. for everyone. Anyways, if you don't watch Grey's Anatomy, you don't, give a care. you don't give a shit. So Lindsay dropped this thing in and she said, has there ever been a more 25 things than this one? And I say, no. More boring, more boring, really, more boring. Right, more boring. It comes from a surprising place, or surprising person, and that person is Billy Eichner, who is a very funny comedian. It just um, proved to me that, for me, the most boring, most 25 things about me are by the funnier people, because I think he's funny, so, like, it's unbelievable how boring this is. 
it's really boring and I could read the whole thing, but I won't. But you know, you get like, I'm very allergic to cats. And then literally, this is number seven. My favorite color is blue. It's so bad. Like, it's so bad. It just proves that the more earnest you are with the process, the better you the better it is. This is so bad. One of, One them, of them is about is like his most popular tweet, tweet ever. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. Like, my second tweet during the debate was one of my biggest ever, but like, who's who counting? cares? Did you read number 17? Which one is 17? Oh, Go. yeah. I can't live without cold brew coffee. Kind of basic, but I don't care. That That's the whole list, but whatever. Also, <laughs> he could watch Six Degrees of Separation over and over again. Same, Billy, same. One of okay. my favorite movies of all time. All right. Well, but glad my, you and Billy have that in common. My favorite thing here, Lindsay, please. What? Please tell me if you agree. This what? is... <sighs> what? There is... There is a particular... <laughs> there is a particular thing that it seems to me that all all gay men of a certain age i would mm-hmm. say specifically i would say specifically let me qualify this white gay men um and i would say are like sort of uh technologically savvy or culturally aware have in common and one of those things is they are sexually attracted to other men but the <laughs> other thing the other thing that i would say all gay men who meet those qualifications have in common is that they are obsessed with Paris Hilton's Stars Are Blind. I know. Everyone <laughs> that one was loves funny. Paris Hilton's Stars yeah, Are Blind. Yeah, it's good. It's a good and song. And so it's just like another example of another basic opinion. There is nothing less controversial than saying, it's always presented as an, as an actually, like actually, actually. I think it's a good song. We can just say like factually, it is a perfect pop song. When I was telling Lindsay about this before recording, I was like on the verge of tears. It's just like, it just proves that the more self-aware you are about 25 things, like if Bobby did a 25 things, it would be awful. If I did a 25 <laughs> things, it would be awful because you would pander to this thing. But it, the whole beauty of 25 things is that the things should be so stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should be so earnest. They should be so trivial. Not, they should be about right. Sunday night chicken. Right. Not I'm you allergic know? to cats and I support the nonprofit every town for gun safety. No and one gives a shit about favorite that. favorite color is blue. Oh, God. Anyway, stars are blind. Perfect pop song, a rare take from Billy Eichner. Never heard that before. Never heard it ever. Great headline on Us Weekly this week. This is like just so out of left field, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Chad Michael Murray wrote a romance novel. So you're like, oh, cool. You know, this is nothing new. Like, Are you like, oh, cool? You're like, well, that? you're just like, you're like, oh. Like, you're like, oh, the first part of oh, cool. You're uh-huh. like, oh. And then you click because the O is like enough to click. Yeah. You're like, that guy. So if you don't know, remember who he is, he's like, he was on every teen show. Like he was on One Tree Hill. He was on Gilmore Girls. He was on Dawson's Creek. He was on One Tree. Did I already say One Tree Hill? You already said One Tree Hill. He was on yeah. One Tree Hill. <laughs> he like, he's just one of those like prolific uh, early aughts actors. And now he kind of like doesn't really do anything. He's fine. Well, apparently he's writing a romance novel. But you click That's on it and you're like, okay, like nothing new. I mean, people write romance novels 
famous people love to write books. Mm-hmm. Children's books mostly, but we'll get into that another episode. Yeah. But you like read the first thing. You're like, okay, first first paragraph. Good news. I don't know who you're talking to, but good news <laughs> for Tim. One Tree Hill fans. Oh. <laughs> God. They say oh the good news. God. Okay, so the good news is for One Tree Hill fans. Good news, One Tree Hill fans. Sorry, like, I didn't understand that. Chad Michael Murray has penned an adventure thriller romance novel. His rep confirms to us weekly. And then this, mm. you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to keep reading. Second paragraph is where it gets good. Ready for this shocker? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. The actor's new book titled American Drifter, which he co-authored with Heather Graham, follows the story of an American soldier backpacking through Rio de Janeiro. Wait, rewind. Let's go back. Which he co-authored with Heather Graham. Hold on. I got to read that again. Which he co-authored with Heather Graham. Question. What? Who? Why? When? Are they working together? There's so many questions. I mean, if you... It just shows how Us Weekly, like, doesn't even try to get any more than the press release because... If you were any normal entertainment journalist, you'd be like, wait, why is Chad Michael Murray writing an adventure, <laughs> an, a romance novel with Heather Graham? And how did that even happen? I no have answers. no idea. No answers. I have no idea. No answers. No one has any answers. Um, That's pretty wild. I feel suspicious. This is a racket. Something's happening. So- what do you think is happening? What I don't sort know. of nefarious plot do I you don't think know, but I Chad feel like... Michael Murray and Heather Graham have in store for the country? I don't know, but I'm just worried because this is so, like, there's something here that is, there's, it's missing details. Anyways. We'll find out soon enough and then we'll read it and we'll give you the rundown. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay, Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Nothing. She's up to nothing. Nothing. This is a lull in the Rita Ora news cycle, and it has everything to do with her new movie starring her and only her, Wonderwall, um, which we <laughs> which we mentioned last week. How Rita Ora is the star and uh, is the only star of a movie called Wonderwall that she apparently shot alone. So she was seen leaving the set of Wonderwall or leaving Rome and arriving back in London, looking normal, you know, just wearing clothes, which is fine. Mm, but my love when she wears favorite clothes. my favorite photos of her are from, if you click on this link, of her at the premiere of Nocturnal Animals in LA, the new Tom Ford movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams and what's his name, Aaron Taylor Johnston. It looks so bad. It looks very bad, yes. She does a thing which a lot of celebrities do, which is they wear one thing to the premiere and then they wear another thing to the party. And usually that's reserved for stars of the movie, but no, Rita Ora did it either, even though she was just a guest. So she wears a sort of black dress to the movie then she changes into a white shirt dress for the party Lindsay, mm-hmm. look at the photos so on the back of this white shirt dress is an orange print that says product of futures past yeah i saw that what does that remind you of does it remind you of anything? oh the shirt that was like 
every road bridge has a bridge thorn. Cross that bridge when I no bridges crossed. This is literally my worst thing that I'm worst at is knowing cliches. You think I'm going to remember the cliche on the shirt? It just said, may the bridges I burn light the way. Oh, it was so close. I was so close. Um, <laughs> yep. So Rita that's just, it. she's like right now just gearing up for her big she's premiere. She's disappointing me. She's, wow. I mean, I understand that she's actually busy, but it's still sad. Well, she to launched not... like a lingerie thing. I don't know. But that was last month. Ugh. She needs to do more stuff. I even watch her Snapchat sometimes, so I'm like, gotta get something. And it's so boring. It's really boring. So, whatever, that's all she's up to. I guess this is the end of the episode. So, <laughs> thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our wonderful Rita Ora theme song, even though we don't have much content lately. Oh, sorry. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners for reading and writing uh, writing reviews of our show, which you guys still do, which is so nice. Um Thank you for all of your call-ins. They're so wonderful, especially last week as we tried to convey to you. Uh, And what else? Just thank you for listening still. I I just, (laughs) I just, I think it's, I just think it's great that we still have listeners. Thank you for still listening. Just in general. Just in general. Thank you for still just listening. Um, And on that note, we're done. Bye. Bye. You will say that. The fact that he's being cheated on and it's hot. Like it's like <laughs> in his ears, like smoke comes out of his ears. Anyways. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>